0: Hey, everyone. This is Risley Bears, and you're listening to the Camp League Fantasy Football Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Camp League Fantasy Football Podcast. We have an exciting episode to bring to you, but first, please join me in welcoming back to the show our very own Brandon Anglestead. Brandon, did you enjoy getting a week off to work from the podcast and having the most points scored last week.
1: Oh, I definitely enjoyed the time off. Although it was such a treat uh, listening to Ben fill in for me. Uh, the guys got a got a gold, and it it was he did amazing. I, I wouldn't be surprised if I if I was voted off the show and Ben continued it on in, in my state.
0: It was it was fun having Ben on as well. Uh, it was fun to. To co-host with him, uh, were you able to game plan better though with your time off, or what do you contribute your success to last
1: week? Yeah, I uh, I did appreciate it. I was able to focus on uh, my team a little bit more rather than everyone else's to make content, and uh, I think it did pay off. Um, although I um, with being that high score, I think I'm going to take my winnings and reinvest in actually uh, hiring a secretary to better plan my day. So I get maximum time management and uh, hopefully this success will keep rolling. Well, let us know when you hire
0: somebody, because it'd be fun to track, you know, when you do versus, you know, your success rate as well. Uh, And the one week, obviously you took off as co-host, you end up scoring the most points. Ben, the first week he joins as co-host, he scores the least amount of points for the week. Brandon, like the Madden cover curse, do you think there's a podcast co-host curse?
1: Possibly. Um, So as you think about this curse a little bit, um, a lot of us know about uh, these players that were, they have a really good season and then they get selected to be on the Madden cover the next year. And during that season, they end up getting injured. And it it was uh, really crazy at how often it would happen. And um, uh, we we had talked about this a little earlier and I, I do think that maybe there is a little bit of a uh, fame weight to carry and maybe uh, Ben's team just buckled under it.
0: And in total, we did some research on this. There were 23 cover players since 1999. And if you add all their pro bowl appearances up prior to their Madden cover, there was 110 appearances compared to with just 25 pro bowl appearances afterwards so there is definitely a madden curse we're definitely going to be tracking the co-host curse and if that's true you and i both need to get new co-hosts
1: i couldn't agree more
0: brandon let's go into the first letter of the commissioner for the for the season brandon what do you have for me this week
1: oh we got a juicy one for you jeff uh looks like the letter is addressed as this here we go Oh, hey there, Kamish. Couldn't see you through all that smoke from your grill. What you making? Crow? Is that even... Sure seems like you have a lot of crow to eat there. Oh, there must be some for your co-host of the last podcast as well. Maybe I'll join you next time, but now I'm going to be take talking strategy with my subpar QBs that were top three of week. You guys enjoy your barbecued words. Signed. Five dollars richer, no pun intended. (laughs)
0: Uh, Brandon, thank you for that. Uh, (laughs) I will admit, I did smack talk you last week. Uh, I didn't. I I can't remember. Did I? Did I say you were the worst at quarterbacks? I can't. Uh, It
1: was. It doesn't matter. I used the fuel. I used the fuel for the fire.
0: (laughs) Okay, I know. I know you were (laughs) top. I know it was you, and it was Sam, and. I think it was Corey, who I think I called out. I can't remember who yes. was, you know, the craziest. I would agree. You definitely took your anger and made it for good. So you're welcome for, you know, I guess, encouraging you and motivating you to win your $5. However, mm-hmm. I do not see this trend continuing. Um, if you win one time out of 13 weeks for the highest score, that doesn't make your quarterbacks good. Also, if you did notice that there, were a sig- there was a significant decrease in scoring from this week, looking even back at last week. So it's one of those things where, yes, you did uh, do very well. However, a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. And a dead clock, like I texted before, is, is correct twice a day.
1: And in the words of Michael Scott, it takes a big man to admit he's wrong. And I am that big man. <laughs>
0: I was wrong. I, am sorry, but you're welcome also for motivating you.
1: Thanks Jeff. And yeah, it's tough to tell the future. That's all we're trying to do.
0: Right. And we've talked about that before. What was your quote from, from last year's uh, you said that a lot every, you said that quite often. Um, Yeah.
1: All we're trying to do is tell the future better than everyone else in our league. Correct. That's right.
0: Well, speaking of future transactions, we're going to look at the pickup of the week. Um, The Cleveland Browns added the Dallas defense last week, scoring 20 points. Interesting fact about Matt getting the Dallas defense was that Tyler actually bid more on the Cowboys defense last week. But the reason that Tyler didn't get them was because a player that he was dropping in a previous transaction, which by the offers report was Ezekiel Elliott, was already dropped. When, when Tyler got the Falcons defense. So therefore allowing Matt to win the bid for the Dallas defense, it didn't really change any of the, of the results from the scoring and, and Matt, even uh, as we'll speak here in a little bit, um, maybe shouldn't have started the Dallas defense, even though they scored him 20 points, but that was the pickup of the week. The waiver wire whiff of the week was Holy rollers uh, co-host podcast curse week one that he joins. He spent $16 on Jimmy Garoppolo, only scoring 10 and a half points. And we've also got to call out red zone spending $7 on Logan Thomas last week, giving him a whopping 1.5 points. The biggest bench blunder of the week. Again, like we mentioned earlier, Matt had the Eagles defense, which didn't affect the outcome, but the Eagles defense did score 31 points. And for the second week in a row, I am the honorable mention. I left Cordero Patterson on the bench scoring 22.8 points. So I've had back-to-back weeks with a 20-plus point performer on my bench, which is definitely not good coaching. But, Brandon, let's talk about last night's wire transactions. What stood out to you last night? Uh,
1: I think it's kind of uh, anyone that was paying attention at all this morning. A, a price tag attached to a player that was out of this world, Jamal Williams. Scored by Touchdown Crew for a whopping $41.
0: Yeah, and I do have a text from Touchdown Crew this morning saying, I'd pay big for Williams all day, every day. So I don't think he was afraid to spend $41. However, he was the only one uh, that put a bid on Jamal Williams. Brent, anything else that stood out to you?
1: Yeah, the Jamal Williams pickup. I, um, after watching the game last week, they were talking, uh, who was it? It's, uh, Swift's, uh, uh, trainer that he's been talking to has been trying to teach him how to play through, um, being banged up. And so, uh, we're going to kind of see, like, I think there's still talk that uh, he could possibly play this week. Uh, Deandre Swift could. And so that's why I. I wonder if that's kind of staved off a lot of the other bids for Jamal Williams. And, um, but Tyler wanted his player and he went and got him. A um, lot of, lot of defensive players coming off the board this week and the big pickup that I like, I think, I think uh, Holy Rollers are really going to enjoy Damian Pierce. I, I was really going to put in a bid on him, but I was going to have a bye week uh, debacle and I, I was going to try to go after him this week. Um, got to see some highlights and uh, watched him play. And man, that, that guy really knows how to run the football. So I think Holy Rollers is going to enjoy um, Damian Pierce as the season goes on.
0: Yeah, I noticed that too. I also noticed that Ben got outbid on two, on two of the three players that he wanted. He got outbid on TJ Edwards by Touchdown Crew, even though they bid the same dollar amount. Uh, and then also, Holy roller got outbid uh, by Corey for Young Hoku, which, if we remember, a few years ago, Young Hoku was the kicker he added on his waiver wire going into the playoffs, which helped Corey win the overall fantasy football championship. The most sought-after player, which are the few mentioned names we've already mentioned before, Young Hoku was bid on twice. Amari Cooper was actually also bid on twice. Touchdown Crew won him for twenty-one dollars, outbidding Ben uh let's see was that Ben no outbidding sorry Dan that was an error on my part in the show notes Dan got outbid by Tyler which I think Tyler also feels good about that pick um with Amari Cooper he has he he has the highest uh target share for for targets on the Cleveland Browns which is nice um and but obviously the, the thing about it is Tyler only has thirty-five dollars left to spend in waivers, which the next closest is myself with eighty-five dollars. So Brandon, what do you think Darren is doing? He has yet to make any transactions. Do you think do you think his team is perfect? Or is he naive? Is he busy? What, is, what, be, what are your thoughts
1: with Darren? Darren be farming. That's what Darren's doing. Darren is Darren is outstanding in his field, like any farmer should. And I, mean, I, yeah, I don't think that he – maybe he's, a, he's just the thinking that he's a, he's a fourth team and they're going to get it turned around uh, later on in the season. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know. He's just not sure of himself of any moves of the players out there. But, man, you'd think that he'd be making some moves by now.
0: He's got one player which, by position, is in the top 10, which is Justin Herbert at quarterback 7. Winston's quarterback 16. Jonathan Taylor, I guess he is 10th. Deontay Johnson's wide receiver 35. His tight end is inside the top 10, but that's not hard to do with uh, overall 9. Delvin Cook is ranked 23rd. Both linebackers are outside the top 10. The Browns' defense aren't even inside the top 20, which is his only defense on his roster and his kicker is also ranked 10th. I don't know what Darren is doing, but he could be farming. Uh, he should be farming, but Tyler is too. And Tyler's making transactions. So I guess I'm not really sure what, what Darren's waiting on.
1: Tyler be auto steering. Darren be farming.
0: Ooh, that's probably true. Um, <laughs> I will make a, uh, I will also make a special shout out here. Uh, via via red zone a a special shout out to Touchdown crew as he has been full of trade offers to help him get into the win column however red zone has been too proud and too stubborn to make a trade brandon that also leads me to this question has touchdown crew offered you any trades this week
1: uh he's kind of puffed up like a big chicken i think he said yeah i'm going to send you a i'm going to send you a trade and you're going to sign it yet to see one Oh so, interesting.
0: We have but... been talking back and forth about trades but we have yet to I actually did offer him one I believe via text not actually on on the team or not through ESPN format.
1: What players are you thinking on swapping there Jeff?
0: Well, that is yet to be seen. I will not uh won't, I won't share yet. The hard part mm. about me is when you know, when you, when you struggle for the first few weeks of fantasy and you just you yeah. feel like you maybe need to make an adjustment, but in reality, you just need to hold. Um, you don't mm-hmm. need to sell, just hold it, hold and ride. I think that's kind of where I'm at now, is I feel like I need to make a drastic change in a few different positions. But the other side of the coin is, as well, maybe I just have hit a low two weeks, you know, the first week and the third week uh, when I look at the scoring totals. And even though I was in the top five of scoring last week, I wasn't super comfortable with winning and being in the top five of scoring um, with 116 points. So not super proud of that. Mm-hmm.
1: But I'm just trying to make my team better every week. This to to kind of come to the aid of everyone this week. It was a weird week. Like uh, points were just nowhere to be found except for one team, and right. it was yeah, it was really. It was a really weird week.
0: Well, I this is why I like our league. And I texted Dan this. I said, "Dan, if you don't out if you don't outscore Sam, which Sam at that point had like 100 and he had 100 and I'm looking this up, 118.4 points." I said, "Dan, all you need to do is outscore me, who I have 106 116.3." So at that point he was at 100 and like 109. Mm-hmm. And so He, even though he was chasing Sam to win his overall head to head, he was also chasing me for that fifth spot for the highest scoring points. So he unfortunately did not win either one because I picked him to win this week, which was my strategy. So we'll see (laughs) uh, if that continues. Uh, We'll talk about the matchups here in a little bit. The money update. Dan has $5. Matt has $5. Brandon, congratulations on your week three highest scoring team you also have $5. We're also throwing in the blended standings through week three. Uh, because I am 3-0, and I wanted to do the blended standings early in the season. So in first place, Risley Bears is at five and one. Cleveland Browns, Ranger Danger, Touchdown Crew, and No Punt Intended, and Stafford Infection are all tied for second place at four and two. I did read them in order though, by most points scored. So Matt would be second, Dan would be third, Tyler fourth, Brandon fifth, Sam sixth. The GOAT is at two and four in seventh place. Big Truss is in eighth place at two and four, which leaves the two outsiders. Red Zone is at one and five, and Holy Rollers in 10th place at oh and six. Brandon, anything stick out to you in the week blended standings through week three?
1: I think it's a good show of a curve here. Um, a really strong middle and... Um, you got a, a couple of outliers, but man, the, the bottom four teams are really standing out the goat, big trust, red zone and holy rollers. Uh, I do really appreciate the blended standings and the, how we switched that. I do think that was a good addition when we did that a couple of years ago. And, um, however, um, you get three or if you were lining up three or four bad weeks, it can really hurt. Um, if you're going, zero and two. Um, cause, um, and rather than just like you say, going with your head up. now, um, if you're not, it kind of gives you a better health of your team possibly versus the league, I would say.
0: It does. And th- through the, it is an interesting statistic. The only team who has not been in the point, like in the top five in points at all through three weeks is holy rollers. Every other team has been at least once. And there has not been a team where have they have been in the top five of scoring for the first three weeks. So each team has at least one quote unquote loss with the top five points in scoring. So we'll keep tracking that as the season progresses, which leads us then to the week four matchups. Brandon, we're going to go with the first one here, Ranger danger versus Risley bears.
1: Who do you got? Danger versus Risley bears. What a matchup here. Hard hitting, uh, dynamic duo here um father-in-law versus the son-in-law tail as old as time (laughs) man uh ranger danger has you projected on points though jeff he's uh predicted that six point as a six point favorite and um i'm really liking what i'm seeing out of tua and saquon has been doing i think saquon's like rb4 right now rb2 wow like that's um uh, right as i'm sorry as uh as far as like yards uh rushing yards i think saquon has really got it figured out and i I, I hopefully they keep scheming for him i I just enjoy you know being the guy to kind of first draft him the first couple years i just enjoy seeing him do well and but yeah i i do think ranger danger takes this one
0: I do too. I think Dan's team is impossible to beat right now. He's finally starting A.J. Brown. He's got the Packers defense <laughs> going against a New England team, who I believe is going to be out without Mac Jones. And he once again added one of the top defensive players from last week in Derwin James. So um, as, as, as much as I would like to say that I'm going to beat my father-in-law, I don't think I'm going to beat him because the curse is going to continue <laughs> when I pick Ranger Danger, he loses. Therefore, I'm going to win. So, Ranger Danger is going to come down with the victory this week. Brandon, this... Red Zone takes on Big Truss. You got the uncle versus the nephew. Who do you got?
1: Oh, Red Zone has got to try to find a win somewhere. And Corey does kind of too, but... Russell Wilson, I mean, it's watching paint dry. (laughs) I mean, it's horrendous. And I I was expecting kind of some good stuff. I mean, Denver has always been known for having a good offensive line. And I'm like, okay, just get them a new change of scenery, some weapons. But, of course, there have been a couple of them been banged up. But I thought a pretty good running, you know, like offensive weapons. But it's been atrocious to watch. Um, uh, I... Hopefully, I think he gets it figured out this week. But um, Tom Brady has had a couple down weeks. I think age is really starting to show on him uh, this season. Um, however, Matthew Stafford, I think, gets it figured out. But I think Red Zone takes this one.
0: Interesting. This is this was a hard matchup for me to to dissect here. Um, I agree. Russell Wilson has been tr- absolutely hor- horrific from the the, the playing standpoint. Christian McCaffrey also did not practice today. Um, he's got another thigh issue. It doesn't appear to be serious. And he usually rests on Wednesdays anyway, um, but albeit he does have an injury. Um, I do think here that the difference might come down to the defenses here. Um, it, what's interesting is you have Vaughn who is, has the San Francisco defense going up against Matthew Stafford and then you have the Denver defense going up against Las Vegas and so I think here that I do think that Denver outplays on defense other more than the San Francisco 49ers um, outplays the Rams however Shanahan next level shanny he absolutely owns the Rams like absolutely owns them so I think the Rams are going to win but I do think here that big truss takes the win um, I am kind of hoping that both Ben and Vaughn lose this week because next week, if this happens and they're both 0-4, they're going to be the game of the week because Red Zone plays Holy Rollers. So that's what I'm actually hoping for. So oh, wow. unfortunately, as as I am hoping for Vaughn to lose, I really hope that you have two 0-4 teams, which then gets us to two 0-5 te- or one team that will be 0-5. And I'm trying to remember, Brendan, do you remember, was, it, was Matt 0-7 one year? and still end up making the playoffs. Do you remember, remember that year?
1: I figured it was either Matt or... I, it seems how Corey does that somehow, too. But, yeah, uh, there was one championship year, I think, with Matt. Like, didn't he have a losing record and, and won I, the championship? I think he went
0: to the championship and he okay. lost. That, that and, could be. And I believe he lost because he had Dak Prescott. And on, like, one of the last plays of the game, Des Bryant did a jet sweep pass off of that to a wide receiver which did not give Dak the points which i believe that was the case i'll <laughs> love to talk to matt this week to confirm matt if you are listening to the podcast please text to confirm if that is true or not with us week four matchup let's go to the next one brandon we have the cleveland browns speaking of matt versus holy rollers brandon what do you got
1: the Cleveland Browns have started a cold train that looks like it could be very hard to stop. Projected for almost a hundred. Lamar J um, um he's got, got a pretty, pretty good lineup this week. Aaron Rodgers like goes into New England uh his home against New England. Uh quarterback play alone on this definitely favors Matt. Uh holy rollers. Um yeah, it's just a bummer that Javante Williams, I, I, I thought I expected bigger things out of him this year. Um, Jamar Chase, I think, picks it up a little bit. Um, and as along with the, the Bengals' offense, I think they just got to get uh, knock some rust off. But I still don't think it's enough to overcome the firepower that Matt has. Cleveland Browns take this one.
0: The top scoring fantasy quarterbacks in fantasy right now is number one Lamar Jackson number two, Josh Allen, number three, Jalen Hurts, number four, Patrick Mahomes, and number five is Lamar Jackson without his rushing yards. (laughs) I mean, he is literally obliterating fantasy football right now. And I have always kind of had this thought of players who are going into a contract year, you should draft them. Perfect example was DeMarco Murray back in like 2010. I remember I drafted him. He was going into his last year of his deal, and he absolutely just dominated. So I obviously did not draft Lamar Jackson. So if you're telling me, hey, why didn't you you know, listen to your gut? Um, I didn't on Lamar Jackson because I really liked Jalen Hurts. Um, but Lamar Jackson is a stud. I'm going with Cleveland Browns to beat Hoverlers this week as well. Brandon, you've got a tough matchup versus Stafford infection. Brandon? What do
1: you got winning this one? Obviously, I'm going to win it, and I'll tell you why. Um, my subpar quarterbacks are proving to possibly be... <laughs> okay, I'll stop beating a dead horse there. <laughs> no, um, honestly, I was really pumped for Trevor Lawrence this year. I, I, I'm, Unlike you, I do see that he is throwing the ball almost 40 times a game. And as far as a fantasy football uh, standpoint is, I mean it's just like a, it's just a lone back in a same as a running back that has sole ownership of the backfield. I feel, um, and I think he's getting a lot of his turnovers under control. I know that was a big issue last year. Um, but it was just a dumpster fire of a team last year in Jacksonville. Um, his division is proving to be pretty weak after they just trounced the Colts. Um, I, I like his strength of schedule as far as that is going forward. I think it's a really good development here for him. And I do think Trevor, I think we're not done seeing all that Trevor Lawrence can offer. Um, Derek Carr. I think he's, he's just got to get more in sync with his new weapons. I mean, I mean Devontae. Oh, sweet. He. But the, the problem was, was I was playing against Devontae Adams with Dan had him. And so it was kind of a. Um, kind of a bittersweet moment, but I was really liking the connection. However, Derek Henry got it figured out last week, and Jalen Waddle—I mean, him and Tyree Kill—are both just Cousins is a lame duck, and Carson what like eight times last week. Yeah, I by think. which defense?
0: Uh, which defense
1: did that? Uh, the Eagles' defense.
0: Oh, and and who does who does Trevor Lawrence play this week?
1: Uh, not the Eagles. (laughs) Yeah. At the Eagles, that is. Yeah. No, I think it'll give them a... Ah, I ain't too worried about that. Trevor Lawrence knows. (laughs) Uh,
0: 36 yards, 39 yards, 5 yards. Brandon, does your Austin Eckler finally get above 40 rushing yards against the weakest
1: rush defense in the league at Houston Texans? This is make or break for Austin this week. Uh, <laughs> this is make or break. I mean, you're hearing heard of like across the ticker, you know, like when you're watching the live rockets. I'm like, who yeah. guy like, that they're handing the ball to? And um, but, but he did have uh, almost ten receptions last. He did. Yeah, he needs to, to, get to get some rushing yards. He needs to get some rushing touches. So um, I was ris- I was listening to one uh Comment from Stefania Bell, and she was saying like how Austin's not being as involved in the run game because he's spending too much time chipping uh, out of the backfield, like uh, these oncoming um, oncoming rushers and these guys. Field Yates is like, what? Like he's the smallest running back in the NFL, and yet you're sending him on, you know, like these blocking assignments. And so, um yeah, hopefully he gets back to where. Um, he needs to be and and getting the touching the ball, rushing. So.
0: Well, they just lost their left tackle Rashawn Slater, who should have been on the Vikings two years ago at the draft, but that's a different story to a uh, bicep injury, I believe. And so hopefully Austin Eckler will will get some rushing yards. Um, I'm going to actually pick Stafford Infection though. I think Stafford Infection has a secretly good team. He doesn't have anyone that's super fancy, like fancy name. You look at his team and it's just kind of plain Jane Vanilla but that's actually my favorite flavor. So I'm picking Stafford infection this week, which then leads us to the game of the week, the South Dakota farmland bowl, the goat versus touchdown crew, Brandon who wins the South Dakota farmland bowl.
1: Man. It's uh, like I say, both. I I wish I I wish they could both win Jeff. I I really do. Uh, Taking that. It always feels better. Taking the trophy home to South Dakota, you know, and that it's within arm's reach. And getting to see it kind of regularly. Uh, I know we don't get up to Fargo as much and the Northland, but um, Josh Allen's been amazing this year. I mean, yeah, I think Delvin Cook kind of, it's kind of a bummer that he got dinged up too. That's going to be kind of a interesting play there. Justin Herbert was able to play through rib injury and actually kind of do. Okay. So, um, uh, But as far as, like, looking at this uh, on the surface and not digging too much more into it, I think Touchdown crew. Touchdown
0: Crews matchup opponent rank. He's got Josh Allen at Baltimore, 31st. Jamal Williams, home against Seattle, 28th. David Njoku at Atlanta, 31st. Amari Cooper at Atlanta, 28th. Joe Burrow, home against Miami, 32nd. And the Dolphins at Cincinnati, 31st. There is absolutely no way that touchdown crew loses this matchup against the Goat. Unfortunately, I think the Goat's going to go 0-2 this week. I don't see him even scoring in the top five of points um, with his team. Um, by him not making transactions, I feel like he's taking uh, a very poor approach to uh, an unfortunate season that he's going to have this year. And so I'm taking touchdown crew.
1: To win the South Dakota Farm Line Bowl,
0: Brandon. As we end the show tonight, do you have any last
1: thoughts? Thanks again for having me back. Uh, honestly, after listening to the show last week, Ben did such a good job, and you, you, uh, there's some definite chemistry there. Um, so maybe we'll uh, have to call on him again uh, regularly to to come on the show if if I'm unable to perform my duties. So, uh, but yeah, thanks again for setting it up, and Ben been a great season so far
0: thank you brandon thanks again for joining us it was fun to have been like we mentioned before we'll probably flip-flop it um as the season progresses but good luck this
1: week in your matchup against effort infection and also with you